0: Welcome to the BIMIN Podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we also believe everyone should know the next step for making their spiritual life more important to them. I'm Pops. I'm Dave. And I'm Bob. We've entitled this series, I Love My Bible. But not
1: and- uh, enough apparently to have a copy on the BIMIN Table. I just realized for oh, our video watchers, oh, you're wait. judging us really hard right now. Okay. There Don't you go. Worry. Oh, thank goodness, there's a we pastor in the room. Yeah, i right. just Actually, gonna say the same. Um, thing. We'll be arrested if he didn't have that within five yards at all times. <laughs> that's exactly. The shower is right. very uncomfortable, but that's the. Is that the waterproof? Yes, <laughs> gotta have a Bible,
0: okay. baby. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> all right. He's so like Michael Scofield. Like... He tattooed it all down his back. Put the Bible on me. Yeah, we're gonna be looking at some of the big picture items when it comes to this huge book. So in today's first episode, we just want to do an introduction to the Bible. Yeah. Dave, can you give us a real 60,000 foot overview of the Bible? Or 66,000 foot because there's
1: 66
0: books (laughs) in
1: it. Yes, I can. I'm glad we're doing this too because I, as much as people have heard the word Bible and it's the most sellingest book in the world, mm-hmm. um, I think Selling besides the word. besides Michael Scott's somehow I Manage, There you go, one billion copies sold, mm-hmm. more than the Bible. Beautiful. I'm not surprised. Ah. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're doing this way just to give a little context because people may not have any clue. I didn't until you know you learn it. So the word Bible came from the Greek. Why does that always make me think of my big fat Greek wedding? I know. Comes from the Greek Mm -hmm. word for books. That's Biblia. And so the Bible is the westernization of that. Um, And that was first used in the second century, mid second century, AD 150. The Bible, as we know it today, is a single book. But within it, you could almost categorize or think of it as a library or collection of 66 individual, like unique identity books in inside of it and then it's split into two main sections and this is where maybe bob the artist will you know you should be a graphic designer and just create a picture for us to overlay right now but that'd be awesome yeah the 66 books but it's divided into the old testament and the new testament so for anyone who's heard bible and or heard those words and then thought is the old testament a different book is like the old is that the old version and then we got the new version no they're the two halves in the old testament there are 39 of the 66 books And then in the New Testament, there's the uh, remaining
0: 27. That's an excellent overview. Bob, who wrote and where was the Bible written?
2: Yeah, um, there's a big answer to that. So um, approximately 40 different human authors under the Holy Spirit's inspiration wrote the entire Bible. Um, These authors are coming from all over the place, from different socioeconomic and personal backgrounds. Kings, fishermen, priests government officials, uh, farmers, shepherds, doctors, right? Um, the Bible is written over 1,500 years. So right from like about 1400 BC to about 90, a- 90 AD on three different continents, right? Africa, Europe, Asia. So um, there's a lot going on here. It's even written in three different languages, primarily the Old Testament in Hebrew. There's a, there's a few sections, smaller sections in Aramaic, right? But primarily the Old in Hebrew and then the New in Greek. Despite, however... Um, how long the book is, or like your word library, Dave, kind of this library of books and the diversity of these authors, all led by God, we really believe this is God's word and these like geopolitical circumstances,
0: all these 66 books show a really unique unity. Yeah. Now that's a pastor's word. So Dave, why don't you unpack that for us and explain what did Bob mean when he said unity? Uh, He meant togetherness etude. Mm, Mm -hmm. Good
1: one i am yeah. not version. sure
0: that necessarily clears that's, it up. Can, you, can you do any better Next than Next point.
1: That? <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's, t- let's t- take a crack at this again. When we say unity, we don't mean um, like the same, 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 as in it, every single book of all 66 is communicating the same message or something like that. What we mean is that there is a single unifying message. And we're going to get to why this is like... Crazy at scale and over the time, and the demographic split and locational split. But for now, we'll just say this it has a single message, a unifying theme, a unifying message, and that is God's plan to redeem his people in creation through Jesus Christ. Mm, mm, mm. And the answer for unity isn't really that, it's not really that confusing or complicated when you account for the Holy Spirit. Whom we believe inspired each of the authors. So when you think of Paul in Second Timothy, he says all Scripture is breathed out by God, meaning God guided each of the human authors precisely as He wanted to use their personal style. Which again, when people critique and say, "Well, this, well, this guy wrote it different," well, yeah, he was Jewish and he was a thousand years after this other person, right? You should expect that. Or Peter in Second Peter too, or one twenty-one, that the authors were um, carried along by the Holy Spirit like the wind drives a sailboat. Yeah, that's so. so cool. That's, that's that common denominator. If you're wondering about the inspiration. So since the Holy Spirit is God and the Bible has only one author, that author is God.
0: Yeah. That's a nice way of saying it. Uh, Bob Dave mentioned two different parts of the Bible introduces to the old Testament. Yeah. The old Testament's awesome. The old Testament's
2: the first 39 books, um, that are sacred to both Jews and Christians. Um, Jesus himself, as well as the apostles as well as the early church, they used and referred to the Old Testament all the time as their scriptures. Um, the Old Testament like was written over a thousand years, so there 's a lot happening there um from moses 's first five books, right genesis exodus Leviticus numbers Deuteronomy, which is around like fourteen hundred b c all the way through Malachi who 's one of the prophets, written maybe about four hundred b c so um these approximately, there's about 30 authors writing the Old Testament. Um, we're all Jews. Um, and again, they included really different types of yeah. people, really different authors, right? Prophets, like we mentioned, like Malachi, judges, kings, you think of David, right in the Psalms, um, other leaders. Um, and like we mentioned before, the original Old Testament's written in Hebrew, except for a couple Aramaic portions like Ezra, Nehemiah, and Daniel. But maybe here's the point: the Old Testament, it covers a lot of topics. But there is an overriding theme that I would kind of say is two parts. One, God's dealing with his chosen people. Yeah. Israel. Um, right? And two, the anticipation of the coming Messiah who is going to deliver God's people um, into God's kingdom forever. Um, you're gonna ask me to note about Messiah, aren't you? Yeah, I was gonna ask you, why don't you what what do you mean by Messiah? Yeah, so Messiah or Mashiach or whatever, I'm probably not pronouncing that well, is a Hebrew word for anointed one. And that's the same term that in Greek, Christos is Christ, which means anointed one. So quick plug. And what were the anointed roles in the Old Testament? Prophet, priest, and king. Which? Which all of those Jesus fully fulfills. So he's the one who's being looked forward to as the one who's going to fully bring God's um, kingdom and going to
0: bring God's people into that kingdom. Yeah. And thank you because I think that would be a great topic for another podcast. Oh, that'd be oh, so yeah. fun. Yeah. I think that would be yeah, fun right. to talk and then, about in the old
1: Testament though. You were, so you were breaking it, you know, apart with those distinctions, but also there is traditionally, there is a structure to it. What are the four structures of the old Testament?
2: Yeah. How's kind of, how's the old Testament yeah. organized? <laughs> we should probably add that.
1: Yeah. So there's four parts here.
2: Um, the first section is called the Pentateuch, right? Five, the Pentateuch, um, Genesis through Deuteronomy. Second section is history. Right? So this is um, Joshua through Esther. Third section is poetry. This is awesome. This is um, Job through Song of Solomon. That's where we also have Psalms is in there. And then fourth is prophecy. So think of Isaiah through Malachi, the ones that are named after
0: people um, who are the prophets. So Pentateuch, history, po- poetry, prophecy. That's going to do it for our overview of the Old Testament. Introduce us to the New Testament, Dave. Yep. So the New Testament then is the other Remaining 27 books, and
1: they're all written in Greek. There are nine authors, and all of them were Jewish, except for who knows this? This is Trivia Night. Trivia Night. Um. He was Greek, he was a physician. Luke nailed it awesome. nailed it, <laughs> okay um, <laughs> you can keep your MDiv. thank you <laughs> uh the New Testament uh was written though just span wise was written over fifty years between uh basically eighty forties uh, about a decade after Jesus resurrection to around eighty ninety five so a significantly smaller yeah. Which is important because these
2: weren't books made up
1: like way after Jesus making exactly. up a bunch of stuff about Jesus. Yeah. Like this was a pretty tight time frame. Yeah. And it's like you said, I mean, old when we look at the Old Testament, that all makes sense. We're talking about the narrative of a people over thousands of years. Whereas the New Testament, what the New Testament and Gospels in particular and epistles communicate is yeah. primarily Christ's yeah. ministry.
2: What happened in Jesus'
1: life and what happened right after. Exactly. Exactly. And it's important to note that even the people who wrote them, which again, I think is... Uh, in our opinion, another appeal toward inspiration is that they were not all scholars. Yeah. Like you look at it and yeah. go, well, then I would just assume they all came from the temple and had been raised in the synagogue their whole life. No, we're talking about a doctor. We're talking about fishermen. Yes. Um, we're talking about Tax a guy who t- collected taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there were also religious leaders and scholars, but that was not the, that wasn't the baseline. That
0: wasn't yeah. That. Why don't you tell us about how the New Testament is organized?
2: Um, sure. Um, from Genesis to Revelation, all of it, you're going to see a little bit of a similar theme here, but, um, let's just focus on the New Testament and like, what are the different parts, um, instead of just the overall theme? We'll let maybe Dave get to that in a second and help us. Um, New Testament has five parts. Um, one, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? They tell about the birth, the life, the teaching, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Second is Acts. Um, Acts tells the first 30-year history of the Christian church. The reason why it's called Acts is it's known better as the Acts of the Apostles. So the early guys, what Acts did they do? What happened? So Acts, those first 30 years. Um, Third, Paul's letters. So these are like Romans to Philemon. Um, These are letters to churches that Paul helped found or individuals, kind of like young pastors like Timothy or Titus. Um, fourth is the general letters, so this is like Hebrews through Jude, um, and these were le- letters written to, whether by an unknown writer of Hebrews, or written by James, or Peter, or John, or Jude, so those are the general letters, and then fifth, Revelation which is an apocalyptic work of visions and symbols telling about Jesus's ultimate victory
1: and the coming of the new heaven and the new earth. That's wonderful. And this is very important to remember. They are not all the same exact genre. <laughs> mm-hmm. so we're going to get that into a different epi- episode. Yeah. yeah. It's like this is just an important handle to have going into this conversation for you
0: to understand the structure of what the thing we're talking about. So when we describe its breakout, it's... Uh, yeah. More, well, we come to that. that part of the podcast where I need to ask: So what? What have we learned in our overview of the Bible? Yeah. So what, Dave? Man. So what? There's a lot. I don't even know where to start. Uh,
1: I do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I, I, I would say has an encouragement from Genesis all the way through Revelation. Maybe walk away with the the reminder that um, from the moment of creation to the end of time. The single unifying message is the Bible's focus on Jesus Christ. Amen. Hmm. The Old Testament, um, though, obviously about Israel's anticipation of Messiah, who would rescue men and women from condemnation, that is the preparation leading toward and pointing to, as Bob noted, to Christ. And then the New Testament reveals that the Messiah and Savior was Christ. Hmm. And, you're gonna to have to remind me. Is it R. A. Torrey or C. H. Spurgeon who says how he writes a sermon was start anywhere in the Bible and then make a beeline for the cross? I think. I think was, it was Spurgeon. It was, it was right. Spurgeon. Yeah. yeah. So if you're thinking if if you're one if you're one to remember anything, just think how C. H. Spurgeon writes a sermon is how we should um, interpret the overall unifying message of the Bible. That's wonderful, mm-hmm. Bob. Give us a call to action. What's your next step?
2: Tr- check out something new. And here's what I mean by that. This week, pick one of the areas of the Bible that we mentioned that maybe you're not familiar with, um, that maybe you've never read or you never studied. Um, Doesn't have to be the section of the Bible that seems hardest to you, but just one that still feels new to you. Um, And check it out. Um, Dive into it, right? Maybe it's the Pentateuch. Maybe you've never really read through the first five books of the Bible and learn what they're all about. So, Start reading one book in that section and use a study Bible, right? I love a good study Bible or a Bible study tool to help you understand along the way, right? I don't expect that everything in Leviticus you're going to know automatically, right? Use a study Bible or a Bible study tool. I love the ESV study Bible and the online version of it as well, but you might use a different tool. Then let us know what you started reading and what you're studying. We would love to hear what's helpful to you as you are checking out something new in the
0: Bible. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Bob. This has been really a lot of fun. And thank you for joining us for this podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we also believe everyone should know the next step for making their spiritual life more important to them. Binmin is a resource ministry dedicated to helping you discover that next step. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Thank you for joining us, especially for this episode. Um, for other resources, please feel free to check out the show notes for this and other resources like the blogs on Bidman.org. Um, if you do not have a Bible, please reach out to us at info at Bidman.org, and we will send you a Bible. Now, we'll warn you, it may be ESV, so just you know take that with a grain of salt. It's going to be great. Uh, it is our favorite translation, if you can have a favorite it's like having a favorite child. It's mm-hmm. technically not possible, but it's good. Um so we appreciate you spending the time here if you have, if this is the first time you've stumbled across us, be sure to subscribe if you like this content here on YouTube. Uh and our uh, best mechanism for you to keep up with us or engage with the ministry will definitely be heading just link below in the in the comment section or right above it in the info section I should say. Go to the website and then enter your email real quick and easy into the newsletter. That'd be the best way to get most bang for your buck and learn the most about ministry and keep up with, with what's going on at each step of the way. So appreciate your time. Look forward to the next episode. God
0: bless.